0: Alright everybody, welcome to the Musical Splating Podcast. I am your host and TSA security line influencer, Kava and Everybody in the TSA always wants to talk to me. They want to pull me out of line, see what I'm up to, see what's going on in my bags, in my clothes, where I'm going. Asking me questions. I'm just really popular. I feel really, I feel really great every time I go through security.
1: Uh, and I am... <laughs> The bag of salty pretzels that doesn't know how to begin to unpack that commentary. I'm just going to sit there right in your lap for the rest <laughs> of the trip. Maybe you'll find me about four days later in your backpack. Uh, Angelina yeah. Meehan.
0: Today we're talking about a, a show that has to do with uh, airports. It's,
1: it's a lot to do with airports and airplanes and um, 9-11. And also it's been... 9-11. <laughs> you know, just the, ramping the up. The normal
0: topic when you think about musicals. Yeah, right. it's always just like, well... Nine Eleven is the first thing I need to think about.
1: Yeah, exactly. Musical theater, you know, uh, they the, the two the two go hand in hand. But this one has been requested hand by, in hand. Yeah, first thing, you know, associations. You are like ketchup, mustard, sky blue, uh, musical theater, nine <laughs> eleven. <laughs> but yeah, this one has been uh, very much requested from our viewers because it has had a pro shot that's existed for the past two years. I have been putting it off watching it for uh, a couple of reasons, namely because I figured we were going to get to this one at some point. Um, but also because mm-hmm. like this show was like kind of the dark horse in the year of the Dear Evan Hansen Great Comet Wars. So like oh, okay. th- there was like those two shows and then Come From Away. And Come From Away, um, is very much loved. It has its own like cult fan base. And, um, I, I got so caught up in one side that I was kind of forgetting the Switzerland or I guess the Canada of this uh, this, this Tony war. So I kind of like missed Come From Away. And I am a little sad that I missed it because I know a lot of people who really, really, really love this show, even though everything about it to me is not something that would immediately appeal to me so like yeah so I figured I was like you know what I'm going to save this for musical explaining I know a couple of songs from it I saw like the Tony performance I've seen a couple of like daytime TV performances but like I'm going to this one pretty blind all things considered totally like,
0: blind I yeah. was going to say that's surprising you don't even know like this it's not even like a soundtrack that you've been listening to necessarily it's something that you know nothing about
1: yeah I, I've heard a couple of things off the so first of all it's cast recording not soundtrack for all of the penance I, I'm sorry <laughs> sorry yeah oh, oh. How, how, please we do show for me. this long no at him he deserves all the no, no. uh but yeah i've been putting this one off and i figured you know it, it's rare that we get to do something um entirely blind and this season we've kind of had a couple of chances to do that with like some like a hot and um mm-hmm. whatnot so i was like you know what let's just keep this blind I, and i i like that surprise it's fun going into a show not really knowing what to expect out of it um so yeah mm-hmm. i this is this is completely new to me um i'm assuming it's also completely new to you. I would expect it would be new yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I don't know anything about it. All I remember, again, so yes, as you mentioned, we do get a lot of uh, we do get a lot of requests for this. So occasionally, when people do send requests, I just look it up to be like, which one are they talking about? And all I know about this was something about like people in the airport on nine eleven singing songs and like being like nice to each other, which I find a hysterical, yeah. like uh, just an insane premise. Um, for for the reasons that I said at the top of the show. So I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, this sounds like probably my own personal hell. It's A, a musical, and it's about, like, the yeah. spirit of humanity during 9-11, and it this might be the one that finally breaks me.
1: I was like wondering um, about that going in. I was like, oh, <laughs> this one's I think this one's gonna be heavy lifting for you. I mean, this is all based on real events, so uh we'll put that out there that this this is this is based on a thing that actually did happen. But also, uh I will be honest and upfront when I say that I saw the Tony performance and it immediately like I know a lot of people love this show, but like the Tony performance alone struck me as something that I just too earnest for me like is there a word of like too earnest i was like this is too earnest for me because it's all you know the opening it's the opening song so people are allowed to you know make these big declarations of who they are and what this show is about but also it's just like so i I don't know go watch it but for me it was just kind of like oh this is like a little too earnest for me i think that's part of the other reason why i've been kind of avoiding it um is because i have Mm -hmm. my own first impression of it on top of the fact that it is a 9-11 musical ostensibly not so much about 9-11, but events around Listen, 9-11, but it is about 9-11. Angie, so.
0: if you're telling me that this is, like, too earnest, like, I'm going to fucking start crying when i start watching it. I don't know if I can handle something that you find too earnest. Like I'm, I'm actually, like, kind of stressed out to watch this
1: one. Oh, gosh. Well, I, I think, I think uh, you know what, I, I'm a little bit stressed out, too, just because I know so many people love this. And, it yeah, it for me, it's kind of... Um, it, it, it's pushing on some some boundaries that I have as a musical theater fan. But, you know, I, I, I try to remain neutral in this. Again, I don't really know anything about it besides a couple of songs. So uh, I guess, you know, with that said, let's get yeah. into the notes.
0: <laughs> Note it up. Yes. Come From Away is a musical with book, music, and lyrics by Irene Sankoff and David Hine. Yes. Based on true life events, Come From Away tells the story of Gander, a small town in Newfoundland, Canada, in the events following the week of the September 11th attacks in which 38 commercial airplanes carrying almost 7,000 passengers were forced to land at Gander International Airport. So that's the thing that actually happened.
1: Yes, that's the thing that actually happened. Yes.
0: Uh, Admits the chaos and confusion of Gander having to immediately accommodate an influx of people roughly two-thirds of the size of its own population, unusual friendships are made, relationships are tested, and perspectives about life are changed. Um, Okay, so that's different. I thought from again, I didn't do much research into sure. it. I just briefly. I thought the whole thing like took place like in an airport during no
1: like, no the, it, the
0: hours of like nine eleven. Okay, so that's a little bit less stressful. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take it, yeah. back some of what I said.
1: <laughs> Walk it back just maybe a bit. But yeah, sure. yeah, I thought it was literally people
0: being like, "Oh, what about our humanity?" Instead of being like, "Which one of us is going to like blow up the next plane?" And then oh, immediately looking sure. at people who look like me.
1: What's that? Um, uh, that okay. Robert? That Robert Pattinson movie that had like the surprise nine eleven ending? Like uh, oh, fuck, what? Wait, what? You don't know that movie? What? Oh, my God. This is the Shit. Wait, okay, hold on, pause. I have to, because I have to find the title for this. I, <laughs> surprise, nine eleven. Surprise. at, surprise. at the end of the movie. Oh, my gosh, wait, is it 9... I'm debating about leaving this internet just because, like, the the process going through my head. 9 Robert Pattinson movie is, like, such a fun... Remember Me, that's what it was called. Oh, okay. It was, like, this... Um. It was marketed as, like, this kind of, like, a romantic drama, like, between, you know, like, two 20-something New Yorkers or whatever, and then, like, it ends with... Robert Pattinson being at like the top of one of the World Trade Center buildings like right as the plane hits yeah like completely (laughs) completely unrelated to the rest of the plot and that's like that's just like he dies it and in one of the World Trade Center buildings and that's like basically the end of the movie
0: I'd love to be at the pitch meeting for that one yeah. Some executive just being like, "Oh, people are talking about nine eleven. Let's put it into the movie." They're yeah. like, talking about nine and and, eleven and,
1: and Robert Pattinson. It was just like the two hot yeah. subjects of like the late two thousand tens or the early it's 2010s. A Venn diagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. The overlapping audience, but so anyway, no, it's not. It's not so much so about nine <laughs> eleven, but yeah, there it, it is about events okay. of this town, Gander, in Newfoundland. I Canada. stand corrected. Yes, very
0: good, very okay. good. I'm sure nine eleven's mentioned, but okay, sure. all right. So it's just the premise for it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Uh, unusual friendships are made, relationships are tested, and perspectives about life are changed. Will the town of Gander be able to step up to the humanitarian challenge? Why are there not more Canadian musicals on Broadway? If you can come from away, does that imply you can leave from nearby? All this and more in "Come From, from
1: Away." away. Yeah, I had fun I writing love, questions for You that can
0: you can, come, you can leave from nearby. That's fun. Yeah, I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's the sequel. Nicely I'm putting done. that out
1: there. Leave from nearby. Yes.
0: The concept of Come From Away was originally pitched to St. Coffenheim by a Toronto lawyer and theater producer, Michael Rubinoff, who had been workshopping the idea of a musical about gander to several songwriting teams before remembering the husband and wife duo from their Toronto Fringe Festival work, not the Fringe's of some festival is literally a Toronto, a festival called Toronto fringe.
1: Yeah. Toronto has their own fringe festival. Uh, Philly has their own fringe festival. Uh, I have been a part of several musicals in that and they have been fun, but I don't know if they're at come from away level of, uh, of, of success there. Uh, so I'm waiting for that. You know, just uh, if, if there's some lawyer out in Philly, actually I can think of all the awful Philly accident lawyers out there. Like day Tim TV accident lawyers. If they want to produce a musical, like just please hit me up. These are uh, like yeah.
0: ambulance chasers and shit or what is it?
1: Like what do you mean? Oh, oh, like wait, oh, oh, like those kind of lawyers yeah, that are just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm like, like that kind of I'm lawyer. Rand Spear, the accident lawyer. Do you, have you been hurt? Yeah. You know, with your putting your hand up your ass, call me and I'll yeah, solve it. You, you know,
0: Saul Goodman kind of shit.
1: Right, exactly. Like if if anyone in the Philly area wants to produce a musical, by all means, come at me for that. But anyway, I sorry. Would, <laughs> I would
0: love to see that. Uh, anyway, in 2011, on the 10th anniversary of 9/11, Sankoff and visited Gander to sit down and interview the townspeople and returning passengers about the events. The sum of their work produced a 45-minute version of the show. By 2013, it had its first full production at Sheridan College in Ontario, followed by a string of professional off-Broadway productions at the La Jolla Playhouse and the Seattle Repertory Theatre, the latter of which broke box office records for the venue people love that 911 they love that uh, shit. it opened on broad <laughs> the huge <laughs> huge asses and seats uh it opened on the bro- on broadway at the gerald uh schoenfeld 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 schoenfeld,
1: schoenfeld schoenfeld theater. theater yeah
0: schoenfeld theater on march 12th 2017 where it ran for 1670 performances before closing on october 22nd 2022 While a feature film version of Come From Away was planned, it was scrapped in favor of a live pro shot after the pandemic ground Broadway to a halt. The pro shot was filmed in 2021 of May and released on Apple Plus on September 10th, the night before the 20th anniversary of the 9-11
1: attacks. Yeah. So- Yeah, they're really, like, going for that angle. But uh, I should also say that this has had, I think it's still running on the West End. Mm-hmm. It has West End production. It had a really successful U.S. touring production. I think it's going to tour again. It's had multiple international productions. It's done fairly well for itself. Um, and I think okay. it's also, like, the longest-running Canadian musical to have run on Broadway. So uh, it's in there, breaking up Canadian uh, records left and right. I think the Drowsy Chaperone, which was, like, this very fun, pleasant musical from, like, 2006, I think, was the like longest running Canadian musical before that. But yeah, no come from Away has done very well from itself. And I actually walked by as they were closing the theater up when it closed, like yeah. pulling all the set pieces down. And it was just like, I'd never mm-hmm. seen a theater in that process before. And it was very sad. So again, I'm kind of sad. I missed this one, but nine 11 musical people really love it. Um, my friends who do really love it, like it because it is like, heartwarming is the word I think that they like to use uh-huh. to describe it. It is mm-hmm. a, they like sincerely heartwarming show. And again, that's where my trepidation comes in. Cause I, I am a cynical like cold hearted, uh, nothing moves me anymore. Oh, I'm no dead inside. No way. Not
0: all, all. No, That's your exterior, but like as soon as something even the slightest bit sentimental, you're like, God, oh, I'm
1: crying. Yeah, I'm like texting you, be like, Come, on, I'm watching you're not this fooling commercial, anybody. I'm crying. Yeah. I'm crying so <laughs> hard. But I guess I guess about real life events stuff is like where like um it's not that you can't make, you know, musicals about real life events. It's just like I always get nervous about stuff that happens in fairly recent history, you know. Especially when you have to condense it down to something like two hours, um, that like like what's the angle going to be here and blah 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 blah. But like, yeah. um, I'm assuming this isn't like Oliver Stone's you know take on you know 9-11 in Canada yeah. in musical the people's format. People's history of
0: the United States, right? Yeah,
1: I don't I don't really know if I have anything else to add to that. Besides, I am excited to watch it and see what the hype was about. Again, this kind of got lost in the Dear Evan Hansen, Great Comet wars of 2017 from which we all have scars
0: real real quick question that i'm i don't even know if you know if you have the answer i don't know if it'll make any difference but uh did it make any stars out of anybody from this show
1: i don't know if it made any stars it had the one name it has jen colella who's a comedian who's done a lot of broadway theater she features pretty prominently mm-hmm. in it but no, as far as i'm aware no like there aren't really any huge names out of this the um Irene Sankoff and David Hine. This is kind of like their first really big musical prior to that. Like, I think uh, David Hine had written something about his mom's like lesbian Jewish pagan wedding. Like that was their like fringe show that lesbian, got them noticed. Yeah, it was wedding. like it was like okay. a comedy I was like, fringe I'm just show. To
0: visualize each one of those elements.
1: It was called something of that effect, but like this was like their first Broadway show, and uh, right now, okay. as far as I know, I don't I don't know if they have anything else in development right now. But yeah, this is a this is like kind of it for them. And besides, didn't, Jen didn't Kaloa, make a
0: superstar out of anybody. Yeah, no,
1: but it sure did make a lot of money for a little Canadian musical about the little town of Gander. Uh, so good for, her. <laughs> good for her. Exactly. Like I am. Like you know what? Good for her. So um, I'm ready to dive in. I'm ready to go to the Rock, as they call Gander in this.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and watch it. We'll be back, yeah. and we will discuss. Come from what was the other Thing you said, uh, uh, far from, or, uh, leave nearby. from nearby.
1: We will leave from, leave from nearby. nearby to come from away.
0: <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, then surely you'll want to head over to Nebula as soon as possible and watch the latest video from Lindsay Ellis regarding the one and only Sir Guy Fieri. Guy was America's most loved cooking personality until suddenly he wasn't. Then, like a miracle, he quickly became everyone's favorite small bean. Lindsay asks, why? In this new examination of the mayor of Flavortown's notoriety. As always, it's a delightful romp filled with insights and dry humor. But more importantly, it's cool because you can support our former Musical spending co-host as well as one of the current Musical Splitting co-hosts because Angie was a co-writer on it. Nearly all Musical Splitting co-hosts were involved in the creation of this video, except for me, because I have no discernible skills or interests beyond being bothered by the existence of the musical theater medium. You can find this video and many others on Nebula, a video streaming platform built by and for creators with dozens of high-production originals. Along with videos and podcasts, you can now learn skills from your favorite personalities and fully produced classes, available exclusively on Nebula. And lastly, but not leastly, subscribers get a special feed to listen to this show ad-free, if you're into that sort of thing. Right now you can get 40% off an annual subscription by going to nebula.tv/musicalspring. Once you're a part of the club, you can gorge on videos from other friends of this podcast, like Maggie Mayfish, Princess Weeks, Todd in the Shadows, and so many more. Again, go to nebulatv Splaining for 40% off an annual subscription and support your fellow creators. And And
1: we are back.
0: We come back. We managed to catch a flight.
1: Yes, we did. We are back on The Rock. Uh, Not the one with Sean Connery. Uh, Unfortunately, I
0: wish this was a musical about The Rock. This is the second time that The Rock has come up and it was there was not a musical about it.
1: It really would make a fantastic musical. I'm just saying you've got like a cast of memorable characters who all feel things very intensely. This very concentrated setting. I I think it would be great, but that's not what we are talking about, right? The big (laughs) feels. But that is not what we are talking about today. We are, of course, talking about Come From Away, the 2017 hit musical.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a musical. Um, It was certainly
1: a musical. Um,
0: There certainly were songs.
1: (laughs) There were (laughs) definitely songs. There were feelings. uh, People said things uh, often to the audience directly. Yes.
0: So Come From Away starts on, as we said, technically, it's just a typical day. In um, Gander, which is a town outside the Newfoundland airport or like right next to it. And it's just a typical town. People are like, you know, there's the school teacher. There's the, the mayor who doesn't drink coffee. But he goes to the fucking diner every day to have a can of Pepsi yeah, and to, talk with the, the locals. he goes to the Tim Hortons. <laughs> like, the sorry, Tim Hortons,
1: I'm sorry. The Tim Hortons, yeah. Because it's Canada.
0: There's the the bus drivers that are striking because they want more wages. And there's, you know, it's just your typical... You know, regular town that doesn't know a whole lot about all that drama happening out on the islands, or I'm sorry, on the mainland because they're an island. They keep it simple, uh, is sort of how it's presented. And then suddenly, nine eleven happens, and all these flights that were supposed to fly to New York City. Are diverted.
1: Not just New York City, but around the United States. Like if flights go to Dallas, Dallas, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I guess they they say they introduced this in the beginning of the show. But Gander was once one of the biggest airports, and it was also like a major refueling stop because before planes right. were uh, updated to be able to cross to the transatlantic or to ca- uh, cross the Atlantic on one tank of gas. Of- planes would often stop there to refuel and at this point in time uh, if you are stopping in Gander it's because of an emergency as one character yes. tells us no one yeah. goes
0: to yeah you don't go to Gander because you want to it's
1: just a right. pit stop
0: so to speak this is like I said I think I said this in the first half it's basically like Cars <laughs> but as a musical right.
1: There's no Lightning McQueen in this though unfortunately.
0: Yeah, Lightning McQueen. Yeah. yeah. This is all this is the story of all these planes that land that are basically the Lightning McQueens being like, "Why would I stop here on Route 66? I got places to go."
1: Right. But alas uh, uh alas uh, what a word. Uh, as we said this this is all based on real events, but 9/11 happens and uh 38 planes are grounded at Gander International Airport. And I guess this is kind of a hard story to tell because I was trying to you kind of have um, all the cast members playing a bunch of different characters, most of whom are composites. There are a couple that are actual real people in this, mm-hmm. but uh, the cast is switching around. So it's kind of like everyone's mostly everyone's a composite character and you kind of boil them down to like one or two things about them. Like there's it's the very vet.
0: economical. Yeah, yes. The yeah. way That they're doing it too. Yeah.
1: Like there's the vet, the SBA who's taking care of all the animals that are on the plane. There is, of course, the mayor. There's the head of the bus drivers like union. There's, yeah. um. But the there teacher, are the teachers there. There's the,
0: the gym teacher who speaks Spanish, I think is right. who's the gym teacher, I believe. And, yeah. and all these yeah. people are also playing all the passengers on the plane.
1: Right, yes. Uh, yeah. Or
0: on all the different planes as well. So they're literally just playing because there's a lot of characters, they're just playing all of them. So there's There's a ton, yeah. Know, yeah.
1: There's like the gay couple on the plane. There is right. a British guy who was supposed to go for a work conference and he falls in right. love with overworks. a lady on the plane. Yeah. yeah,
0: the Texas lady.
1: Yeah.
0: Without getting into the weeds of like every single subplot, essentially it's like Gander is not prepared for this. The whole town has to really come together and figure it out and put aside whatever differences. For example, the bus drivers' union that's like we're striking. They have to sort of like come together and be like, it's okay. We'll temporarily halt the strike. Temporarily halt the strike so we can get all these people. Because I think they said like on a typical day, Gander has like seven thousand people, and then all of a sudden, it's like the population has doubled for the for the span of a week. No one knows what's happening. No one knows that it's a terrorist, I mean, they know it's a terrorist attack, but everyone, the pilots are trying to figure out, like, do we tell people about it? No one, it's just a lot of uncertainty. No one knows how to, if they can even call people because there's not a bunch of cell phones. It's not like now where you could just make a TikTok video about like, hey, what's up? I'm in Gander, like, check it out. I learned this recipe for feta dip and I won't be home anytime soon because of 9-11. And then, (laughs) so, so it's like each of these individual stories of like where there's all this chaos, Gander comes together and then there's also this sort of weird delusion that happens over the course of the week where people are like well we can't go anywhere we can't do anything we can't really like sort of leave so they're sort of trapped in this place where they're forced to make the most of it and then you know the town of gander everyone's really like stepping up and helping people out and people are not used to the friendliness of a small town i mean not a small town but you know i'm saying like a i guess small town technically but you know uh and people sort of have their perspectives changed as a result of it I mean, this is sort of the really, really like speed run version yes. of it.
1: Yeah, because again, we could be here for hours trying to like talk about every single character because there are this. so many
0: different little subplots. Yeah, and then like the the like you said, the lady who works for the uh, the shelter is like, well, what about all the animals that are on the plane? And then it turns out that there's like a bunch bonobo. Of fucking, bonobos. <laughs> yeah, there's a pregnant yeah. bonobo
1: on the plane. Yeah, there's like a, a, a there's a bunch of couples. There are a couple couples that are in like crises. There's like one couple that's like this gay couple and one guy's mm-hmm. scared to be there because he's scared everyone's going to judge him you know for being gay because it's you know this you know i guess middle of nowhere town
0: the fear of the small town judgment of of conservative values that were not necessarily compatible with uh what do they always say the really like coded racist thing um not like New York values. Sure, right. Unquote. Right, yeah. Right.
1: Like the East Coast, uh, like, yeah, big yeah, city East values. Yeah, East Coast
0: liberal values. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh huh, we know what that means. That's a dog whistle. Fuck you. And so, yeah, they're afraid of that. But it turns out that everyone's cool and really nice, except for when it comes to the Muslim character that everyone fucking judges and thinks is a terrorist, because that's the uh, crux of this. Anyway, uh, everything's fine everybody else gets to have a story it's great the the lonely English guy who overworks himself like finally gets the courage to talk to this lady that's from Texas who's really friendly and single and they hook up and there's you know it's kind of like a hangout show where people are just like hanging out or, or a lot of the the visitors are all hanging out.
1: Yeah. And they all, some of them become honorary Newfoundlanders and it's like kissing a
0: giant fish. Right. And
1: and some bad things happen, but it's mostly look at the happy things that happened. And then 10 years later, everyone comes back and it's a nice thing, isn't it? And that's kind of the show. Again, I'm not trying to make it sound, try to be dismissive of it, but like, it is very hard to summarize what this is. A lot of what it kind of reminded me of was like, if you took a, this American life story and tried to make it into like, a musical where, you know, you're having all of the, like, these quips of people just giving, like, all these, like, many perspectives to kind of culminate in, like, this one story that is not about a single person, but just, like, about right. an idea. It's an and, ensemble of
0: it, this idea. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really about the town. Really, the care. I hate to say this, but, like, the, the character of the show is it's about gander and it's about, like, the kind of ethos of gander and what they think, like, what they believe in. It's about it's a reflection of their values and about, like. Well, we don't know all about that, like, you know, crazy New York nine eleven shit, but we're going to like step it up here because we're, I I'm, I don't mean this to sound dismissive. I, I guess I'm using the voice, but I, I, that's sort of what it comes across as a little bit is just, is that, which I, I personally have thoughts about.
1: Same, same. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, but it, it's meant to be like a feel good thing of like, okay, well, even in the most inhumane kind of period of. Of, you know, this tragedy that happened, like other people were able to step up as a result of that and do their best to sort of like make other people, certain people feel comfortable and welcome and, um, you know, show the best version of themselves. And it's sort of this reaffirming, you know, very, by the way, blatantly Christian thing is what this whole musical is as well. It's very religious, which, again, is fine. You can you're allowed to have a Christian musical. I don't know judgment there. It's just sort of. Yeah, it's presented as one thing, but it's actually quite. It's very obviously this other parable of some sort, I guess, is, is sort of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and look, look, we'll we'll get into like all the reasons why we didn't like it, but yeah, I, I think it, to just to sort of play devil's advocate for the sake of ourselves and to acknowledge what works about it. Like, if you're from Newfoundland, this is probably the craziest shit that's fucking happened to that place in like a generation, and. It is just dramatically. Every time I say dramatically now, I think of you and I think of dramaturgically. Dramaturgically, Uh, yeah.
1: It just dramaturgically (laughs) made sense.
0: Dramaturgically, it makes sense. It's like, you know, the stakes are high. It's a lot of drama. It's like, you know, all these people coming in that you don't know. And like it sort of puts all this pressure on the city, on this town to sort of like step up. And it sort of brings out the best in people. And it's... You know, people don't really know, so it, I mean it's it's not necessarily a bad story. It's not necessarily a bad on the surface like I think it's a fairly harmless thing when you just watch the when you watch the musical and you hear the songs and I can see how you would just watch it and be like, well, that was nice, like it felt good and you know it sort of speaks to the human spirit, and that's you know as a segue like i I will say like I'm not crazy like I'm not heartless like I understand why those things are nice and and they feel good and it's enjoyable to sit through them and i yeah. and I think Part of the reason why it bothered me so much was that, like, it's it's the papering over of what it was and what this represented and and what happened. And the choice to tell this story, you know, I guess 10 years after it happened is when they sort of wrote the musical, uh, is what I found to be really insidious and sort of fucked up and really
1: kind of dark about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're saying I'm, I think I'm on the same page as you. Like, it's one of these things where it's like this is a very as it is on its own, a very nice story. And like, it's like, this is really nice that it this happened to people and like, you know, a, as it happened, but like, uh, like I, I, again, I understand why people like this show a lot. I don't think, you know, you're a mistaken person for enjoying this show, but like- I
0: agree. I th- And I can say that like uh, somewhat objectively, it makes sense. It works objectively. I, I, I'm yeah. not, there's nothing like inherently wrong with it. I think it's, to me, the big question was- if you're choosing to tell a story about something that happens historically that's so significant and to do it 10 years later with all that perspective of knowing what happened after it and and what this ended up becoming a launchpad for it was really strange to me to just completely ig- ignore all of that and and to really and and even within the musical itself there were opportunities to explore that and it just didn't do it that was the part to me that I was like what the fuck is this shit and and i even went and like as I often do, you I'll read the reviews and like everyone really liked it, and I'm like, is there just no? I, I was surprised by it that there was not even like as a way to sort of yuck people's yums, but just as like a hey, you know, there's there's this other perspective that exists. If there's not things in to the unpack here, right, right,
1: yeah. So I finished watching this, and I uh, like you had did not enjoy myself, and I think for a lot of the same reasons. But one of the things <laughs> that I um, kind of went looking for were for dissenting opinions about this show. And, you know, outside of like TripAdvisor reviews where people were, like, they swore in this show and I didn't like it, which was clearly written by like an 80 year old person, which is very funny. Cause there's like one sure. shit and one fucking it. Uh,
0: <laughs> right, shit. I think it's. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: There's like a shit and a lot of facts and uh, went on like Reddit, which of course always is a mistake, but um, you know, people would ask if anyone had any dissenting opinion about come from away. It was met with like, well, you clearly weren't there for nine eleven, or you just don't like nice things or you're a deeply cynical person. Sure. And oh, I could
0: see that for sure.
1: Yeah. And it was just kind of like, I felt like, I guess the, the you know, the classic line, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here because for me, it was yeah, just yeah. kind of like, does, and you know, I found a couple of like a medium essay about kind of saying the same things that we're saying. And, you know, maybe like a couple of like blog entries about it, but other than that, no, it's just like across the board. People love the show. And, um, it was just kind of sitting here, being like, "Am I being gaslit into something here?" Like, I, I, yes, I don't know. It
0: felt like that for yeah. me, especially. I just it, as a I hate I don't usually do this, but as a piece as a person of Middle Eastern descent, yeah, sure. I'm just sort of like, really? What the? F-? I, I I just and I really struggled. I was like, oh, "What are we going to talk about when we record?" Because it's very easy for me to start rambling and turn this into like a 10 p.m. conversation about the middle East with one of my uncles where we just start going into like the craziest shit, Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) like the darkest stuff that like really like exists in the, in the back of our minds based on like the history of our people and like what brought us here to this country and all that shit. And it's like, it it just, I don't know, man, I I don't expect this musical to be something where people go and they're like, do you know the reason that like, (laughs) it's not about the conspiracy theory part. It's about like, and I tried to dissect it right and say, okay, well if, if, if this is really about, about gander and it's about this town it's about the goodness of this town and it's about it's about them stepping up again which is totally valid that's fair you can write a story about that that's very heartwarming i have no problem with it yeah um and and under certain circumstances i would also like that i would also enjoy something like that i think the choice to set it to, to have it be like so directly related to real life and then like i was saying earlier that there's there's moments in it that are interesting that they kind of don't address and to me, it's a failure of it. And and specifically, it's the the thing that stuck out to me, the Muslim character. Forget it. Obviously, that's like a just an easy thing to pick on in terms of being like like lazy. But the 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 guy, the the Jewish guy that's in the show, right. he's yeah. like, oh, there is there a rabbi in town? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, well, I wanted to meet the rabbi because I've literally never told anybody that I was Jewish because, you know, I was born in Poland and. Uh, I think he says Poland, like World War II or whatever. And he's like, my, my parents sent me over. They said, don't ever tell anyone that you're Jewish. And he's like, and then he tells the rabbi and it's the, and this guy is like an older guy, obviously he's like, whatever, 60, 70 years old. And it's the first person that he's ever told. He's like, I just needed to get it off my conscience or my, my clear my chest and tell, or get it off my chest and clear my conscience, which not conscience, but you know what I'm saying? Like I needed to tell somebody. And then it sort of just, they just leave it there for a second and then they don't really address it.
1: It's just kind of hanging, and yeah. it's just
0: kind of hanging, which to me is like, that would have been the perfect opportunity to sort of explore something of like, here's this place where everyone is so open and great. We've just demonstrated how everyone's chill and nice and they're accepting and blah, blah, blah. And yet you have this man who's lived his entire fucking life in denial about this fundamental aspect of himself because he understands the reality of like, it. the world and like existence in life is fundamentally different for certain people in a way that right. like, you know, and then there's no reaction from the other side of people in Newfoundland or people in uh, Gander just being like, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy. Why would you not have told? Like, there's no unpacking of, any of that?
1: Yeah, yeah. There are all these like interesting things, like not obviously, like you said, like the Muslim character and then like the, the Jewish character having this discussion. And then even like the gay couple being in here and being scared of like, you know, being in this homophobic town and all of it's just kind of like it's very briefly acknowledge that the world is different for certain people. And then like the, all that is really paid to it is lip service at the end, you know, like, right. Like it has to like, it, like, it's like, we have to get like these actual kind of troubling things about like, not only has this like right. world been hard to exist in before nine eleven, but that this is kind of like a complete zeitgeist moment. You know, entirely like and and this has consequences and we can only pay because we want to focus on all these other heartwarming stories. We can only just do the bare minimum and paying lip service to it. And it's kind of like I think I think my thing about the show is like I wish it hadn't been. 8,000 stories I wish they had kind of there because there are again interesting things in there to unpack like so the character of Barbara Bass is one of the few real characters in this that is not a composite she's the pilot uh, for American Airlines yeah and she has like this whole entire interesting life story about being like one of the first I think she was like the first American like woman pilot they, or female woman pilot pi- I think was, yeah. yeah she sings and that like the in, third uh, commercial the pilot they had hired and like there's this scene where like again one of these moments I was like I feel like I'm being gaslit and no one else is seeing this shit <laughs> where like there's like that song about everyone becoming a Newfoundlander and then like immediately afterwards or not immediately but like shortly thereafter there's the scene where the muslim passenger is given like a full body cavity search and the pilot has yeah, to exactly. be in the room and like and it's, she's like <laughs> and this Christ. isn't this isn't a slight against the the woman herself or or anything but it's just kind of like it's just like this moment where she's like and i felt really bad like dramaturgically like written she's as like, it, she's oh, like i well, felt really bad whoop. yeah yeah
0: that's the price of safety for everybody else. Like, right. by the way, that's that's the entire fucking aughts for me, by the way. And like a lot of people that like existed in the same space, in the same age group, in the same race as I was. It was just like, well, this is necessary for other people to feel safe, to feel safe.
1: This is a more of a minor thread of it, but something that also just kind of stuck out to me. And again, this is coming from someone sitting in America in 2023. But there's like the. Um, uh the black character who has to help assemble grills for the cookout and he's scared of taking grills off people's lawns for very obvious reasons like he's worried he's going to get shot and it's played as kind of like a joke that he like is scared of these oh, people Oh you're
0: just you're overly paranoid for no reason.
1: Yeah and like and it's like a lot of a lot of these kind of I guess what we will say uh minority characters are just kind of Oh, you know these people are scared for the wrong Cute. reasons. Everyone's just trying to help, yeah. and and then but then you have it like that jarring scene yeah. where yeah. like yeah the cavity search happens, and then he comes back later. And I again I don't this I think this character is a composite character, but like he just comes back and he just wants the cheese and cod recipe, and it's just like see everything's fine, <laughs> like yeah. like it's fine. This guy's it's, a
0: master chef. He said he's like fucking he's like a world renowned. who works right. at like four seasons or whatever, and he's just like Ooh.
1: right yeah. I wish they had just picked like two or three characters to focus on. Cause I think there is an interesting story. Like you could have a story about like a pilot who like, she has that interesting line or in song where the thing that she loves most is what's turned into a bomb. And like unpacking what that is like when your life's work becomes like, you know, now it's like this thing like juxtaposed against someone whose life is forever changed by this, namely the Muslim character, like, and maybe just somebody in the town. Like I was like sitting here thinking like, I think, I don't think it's bad to want to tell this story by any means at all. But I'm like, how could you tell this story in a way that I feel like actually acknowledges the reality of this? Because in 2023, sitting here where it's like, oh, wow, you know, we bombed the shit out of the Middle East and people like people are fucking racist and hate gay people more than ever. And like, it's just kind of like and again, it's hard because this actually happened in real life, but it feels like really escapist entertainment. Like, I don't know, like it felt like. 9 escapism? I don't know. Like, just like, I don't want to have to think about, like, how 9 11 sucked.
0: It really does function to me, sort of, as like this propaganda piece where it really leans so hard into being like, isn't everything we did fucking great? Isn't everything we did so nice? Isn't every, we were so good and we were so nice and everything was so which is not to say that there's a criticism of them that they did anything wrong. It's more about like, you can just acknowledge that you can't fix all of it. Yeah, yeah, And and, like, that's the part of it that's like, if you had just sort of eased off of that part of it a little bit and just allowed to be like, yeah, this part is fucked up. Like we don't necessarily, again, I'm fine with people being like, we don't, even that pilot being like, we don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. This is the reality of this is, and it's like, but it's just sort of this fart in the wind moment. And they just sort of cover it up with all this other stuff to like, make sure that the Muslim guy writes a letter back and saying that he really wants the recipe for fucking cheese on fish or whatever. Right. Because God forbid people are left with like the complexities of like what actually, what this did cause for everybody else as a result of it.
1: It's like the whole of it is more insidious than the sum of its parts, I guess is, that whole song, like the, let me be a channel of your peace song that starts off as like the Christian prayer. And then it goes into, you know, um, the, the rabbi meeting the guy who has hidden that he's Jewish. Uh, and then, uh, the Muslim character being scared to pray, you know, it starts like when, when it started out, like, I, again, this is all personal me stuff, but I start hearing Bible verses out of nowhere and I'm like, (laughs) Oh no, like no. And it's like, I feel like the, the the Jewish perspective and the Muslim perspective kind of like are just tacked onto there to be like, see, we considered everything, 100%. but it's just like, and right. then hearing, no, let it's, me be a, a diversity
0: channel of- checklist for them to just be like, hey, we included them in there, cool,
1: right? And then hearing like this, let me be a channel of your peace thing, which again, this is a nice story, but like juxtaposed against how opposite, how the opposite of being a channel of the peace people have been since 9-11 is just kind of like mm-hmm. people, I guess the world rather. There there are great people doing great things every day, and blah, 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 but like I don't know, just. Yeah, it's just like why? Why I choose to tell this story? Is what in, in this way is kind of what bugs me about it.
0: There's really like no conflict, honestly. The conflict is like, can we get like more, you know, whatever diapers and food and and and, and like more space for people to like. That's really. That's really it, and then everyone's leaving. it's fine, and then like you know somebody finds out that someone you know died in in nine eleven, and that sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah, that character kind of gets lost in it too. It's like some like the drama of being grounded in another country when your son is like a firefighter and not knowing and like that's <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, it's, just, like, it's <laughs> very like well, oh yeah, I made a call at the end. Which by the way, she had a beautiful singing voice at that last yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, she was really fantastic. I loved her uh, song, the mother too. of the firefighter. Yeah. But because okay, because that's the only one where you're like oh, okay, here's reality kicking in, and yeah. it just sort of like it, it brushes over it very quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's very inconvenient.
1: And even just like like so, I guess kind of getting out of just like dunking on this for why I don't like it for like personal, I guess philosophical worldview reasons. Um, I kind of struggled with this just because. Um, so so this is set in Newfoundland, and a lot of it is using kind of the idiom of folk music of 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 uh Newfoundland folk music, and a lot of the songs start sounding kind of the same. And, like, uh, so, like, you have all these composite characters who are, you know, just kind of just very basic um, yeah, composites, I guess. And they have one thing about them and everyone's changing. And you have these kind of, like, it, it, it all feels very superfluous. There's no, like, real, like, center to it. And the people that are actually interesting are just fleeting and then you have like this music that is just kind of like very similar. So I'm struggling with that. And then it gets to the me in the sky song, which is the, the, the song that Beth uh, Bethany Bass sings and uh, about how she wanted to be a pilot and how the thing that she loves is now this insidious, horrifying, scary thing. And like that, that part of the song is interesting to me, but then it becomes like this weird, like song celebrating her whole career. And I'm like, this feels like a different kind of, I don't know, like,
0: it was like it was like a girl boss moment. Suddenly, like in the middle of it, I, t- yeah. I did think it kind of bumped for me. It was sort of like I don't understand why.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again,
0: not to it. It's, it's not that that's bad. It just didn't make sense. Was, a lot of it was just confusing.
1: Yeah, I just I found it like just really ungrounded. And then like all the music is the same. and So I'm just kind of like so so what? I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling because I really hate Dougie on this. And I get why people like this show. And again, I don't think you're a bad person. But there's just a lot for me that like. I feel like would have been better served as like a book or like a radio series or I don't I don't know, like trying to condense this all to two hours and to try to have something. It just felt like like a like very hallmarky. Like, I don't know. Everything has to be boiled down to like these really very hallmarky. And there is interesting, genuinely interesting human condition, you know, shit in there. Um, It does raise some very interesting questions about like. Uh, how people came together or were divided during nine eleven. you know, not necessarily deep ones or things that people haven't asked a thousand times over. But like, yeah, <laughs> no, but that's, but
0: that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. It's like if you're going to go hard and be like, yes, people came together and did this. Or you're like, well, what about this guy who's getting literally like against his religion, fucking molested in this area while people stand by? People are like, nope. Not a big, it's like, okay, well then you've literally deflated your entire like earnestness and like the sincerity of your piece by sort of not engaging with that. Like that's, that's why it's like, this is, this to me, this is the insidiousness of like the the kind of small town like well if people were just polite to each other like everything would be fun I'm like no it's it's hard it's hard to get along with people there are hard questions it's difficult situations you have to make compromises you have to figure out these things and you have to face parts about yourself that are like extremely uncomfortable and it's like and to just ignore all of that to me is like it's frankly borderline offensive to me I'm sorry I, I, I it really did upset me I was very upset watching it I was like this is fucking yeah. I'm I'm getting emotional thinking about it right now. I mean, like especially like everything that happened for those years. Sorry.
1: No, it's just, no, It's like I, whitewashing
0: I, over, over this history of, of of like the looks and the judgment and the right. fucking like it just it it's like you said, it's the gaslighting thing. It's like it just it brought up a lot of feelings of like every eye set of eyes that's staring at you everywhere you fucking go. Like that's not really happening is what people would tell you. Or it's like, you have to deal with this for everybody else to feel safe. And this to me felt like the musical that sort of just like embodies that and turns that up to like an 11. And it was like, it, it did feel like a huge gaslight for me. And that's just me personally. Right. I, I don't know. I can't say this sure. like, anything objectively, but like I didn't enjoy it. it. It made me really upset. It made me really uncomfortable,
1: man. I, I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, just number one, but like, yeah, like, um, I don't know. It just made me deeply uncomfortable watching it. Like, uh, I'm, trying, yeah. I'm trying to reach for something like what else it reminded me of. Park Rec was the first one just because, like, but Parks and Rec handles it better and it's a comedy and also, like, it's fiction. Um, but I don't know. Like, the narratives that you get about 9-11 in general are always going to, at least American or, or Western ones, are going to be congratulatory. Like, that's, I, you seldom yes, see the 9-11 media. very
0: self-congratulatory. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, 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 and I say this as a white woman. It just I don't feel anything to feel like congratulated about here. Like there's nothing (laughs) on a mass scale when I revisit this event, even you know knowing people whose lives were immediately affected by this. Like there's nothing that I, I don't know. Like this is not what I want out of a nine eleven narrative. And I think it's great that this this happened in real life, but just choosing. I don't know. Yeah, like it just. It made me uncomfortable, too. So uh, I, I
0: don't think it, I don't think it needed to be like a bummer fest. I think it just needed to acknowledge the holes in the logic of it. And like, yeah, and literally in its own text, it just needed to sort of like give it a little bit more breathing room or even at least giving like one of those characters that are being fucking even that one guy, like he doesn't even really get a song. Like what the no, fuck is that? No. About?
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Like they put this pivotal, like all, all kind of like the dramatic hooks are hung on him and the woman, uh, in, uh, whose, whose son is a firefighter and who, you know, goes missing, uh, in, on ground zero. And like, yeah, even her plot is like left kind of hanging, but she gets a song at least kind of acknowledging, like having some sort of like, catharsis of her actual feelings like versus just like this guy who just is deeply scarred and traumatized and treated like shit by like people immediately as this happens and then has to go through like just his dignity being taken away and then I don't know the next song after that is people getting back on the plane and being like wee I'll see you guys again I can't wait to get back home oh gosh we're back in the US yeah exactly and like oh I'm so happy to be back in the US of A and like this like it's just I yeah it feels like I don't. I don't think it's intentional, but it just feels like very dishonest to the reality of of the story they're trying to tell. I f- feel so bad because I know so many people like this, and I. Again, I'm trying to impress that this is not like you're not a bad person for like and come from away, but just yeah.
0: Maybe you have not considered a, a different perspective of it. Of, yeah. Of, of what this sort of brings up, and and what it was like to live through that era, and like and to see it be turned into something so life affirming and flippant is just, it feels really, or sorry. So life affirming and sort of positive feels kind of flippant. And it feels like, I'm like, no, for, for me, like for a lot of people like me, like that day was just like, Oh Jesus Christ. Like this, it's fucking, today is the day where everything becomes extremely different for us and a lot harder. And it was just fuck that. I'm not celebrating that shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, and, and like, there's that, there's just like, I don't know this, it's nice that people came together, but the discourse of, like, wh- what 9-11 kind of set off politically and how we see each other as different people, like, has not been on the whole good. I'm just going to put that. Like, I, I don't think I'm, like, making up things when I say things have not gotten better in terms of how we communicate with each other Uh I I don't know. You wouldn't have had Sarah Palin. You wouldn't have had the tea party. You wouldn't have had like all like, I don't, you wouldn't have the the invasion of Iraq, this whole like, like there's just like so much that I'm just like, it's nice that this happened again, but I don't know if this is the takeaway (laughs) that I have about nine 11 that the show wants you to have. And yeah,
0: just real quick before we wrap it up. I think it's probably important to address then just for clarification, like what it is that at least how we feel like, you know, based on how this discussion has gone, like how we feel about like, you know, just for as a blanket term of like 9 media, whatever you want to call it.
1: Sure. Because
0: I think like kind of what you're talking about in the Reddit conversation where it can just immediately get extrapolated as like one thing or another, or it could be divisive or it's like, and this is sort of what the problem ended up being around that time where it's like if you were either totally on board with every single thing that the government did and every, you know, rah-rah fucking freedom fries bullshit, or you were literally like seen as a terrorist. Like it was like... That that extreme, extreme binary of of like you can't even like speak up like in any kind of even like a minor criticism was like you're just like, no, you should leave this country like you're fucking, you know, I, I can't overstate how crazy it was at the time and how extreme it was over the time.
1: You had all the Democrats backing like the invasion of Iraq and and everyone, you know, being right. on board with like freedom fries and all these like token gestures of like. I'm an American and, and you know, I don't I don't I, I realize that this isn't like, you know, the majority of Muslims, but I'm still going to back the Iraq war because it's all based in, Zeno, you know, like, it's just I, I don't know. like right. I remember what that was like. I remember what that felt like. I remember how people could only be left or right on this and nowhere yeah. in any shade of nuance and being made to feel like or not being made to feel like, but just like the idea that, like, if you don't like this show, you're a bad person or like you don't remember 9-11 or you're cynical. No. It's just kind of like.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I want to make sure this has already become I'm very uncomfortable with this entire episode because I feel like I've become too emotional on it and revealed too much about myself. So I'm probably rambling, but I I, I just want it to be known that like I don't have a problem with it as far as like conceptually. I don't have a problem with people wanting to tell stories about like heroic things or amazing things that happen as a result of it and seeing, you know, these moments of humanity amongst something so tragic. I think it's it's the skirting over of all the other things. That I I find really upsetting. It's it's that it's that uh, it's kind of deletion or you know wiping away of it, you know, or, or you can just not even show it. That's fine, but to to show it and show it in such a lazy way is what really is hurtful.
1: Like to either not like just like lean into it or to just yeah yeah again I, I'm agreed with you. Like they just do the surface level like very lip service kind of thing, of it and it just makes that eight thousand times.
0: Right. It just it it hurts more, more when you do that. Yeah. Right. Um, but but anyway, okay. Sorry, this one this one finally broke me. This is literally the first episode that, that actually broke me. Um.
1: This I like. I, I think I'm this joking, guy hated I, this
0: musical so hard that he got. Really-
1: yeah, you're just never doing this podcast again. And honestly, like I mean, because I joked, you know, that I had bad vibes from the Tony performance and how like I uh-huh. felt like this was going to be like something I was not going to enjoy, and then it just being that, but in a completely unexpected way why like I was worried it was going to be the earnesty that killed me on this and also you know just like tertiary things about 9-11 whenever it's being discussed in general in media it tends to be like self-congratulatory but like boy uh, when you condense something like this into a two-hour musical that is supposed to be a feel-good musical like it Yeah. Like I I did not. I was not prepared for how much it actually just like pissed me off. (laughs) Like, yeah. 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 I I, I kind of go like, oh, this is this musical made me go like maybe this is why people hate musicals. Like,
0: yeah, they're (laughs) trying.
1: Sorry it took like, you know, an hour to say this, but I really did not enjoy myself watching this.
0: No cuz I think you and I are also somewhat conflict averse so we like to be polite and we like yeah. to sort of consider other people's feelings and when something really upsets us we're, we're not very good at just being like this fucking sucked, and everyone's right it's like it's it's out of my comfort zone to be able to express that in the first place um without the sort of veneer of of trying to intellectualize it but to be to be like there's an emotional reason why this upset me is a very difficult thing for me to 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 be open about on this podcast so you know it's it's whatever it's whatever it is what it is um but anyway those are our thoughts on come from away uh let us know if it also broke you or if you think it's awesome and you love it either way we still love you we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast we are at Musical in with no g on twitter at Musical musicalsplaining with a g on instagram i am at covetarian on twitter i am at instagram or i am at instagram i think i said this before i am at perma friends on instagram and i have since announced my book finally uh, I'm gonna be at San Diego Comic-Con in a few weeks. I guess when the time this comes out, it'll be a few weeks after that., uh, come see me. It's uh, Mothman's Compendium of Southern California Cryptids. It's a funny book. It's like a it's Mothman's Guide to all these different neighborhoods and all these secret cryptids that I've come up with. and uh, Angie has seen some of it. She will tell you all that it's great because she's my partner and she doesn't have a choice. But if she yeah, doesn't exactly. like it, she won't tell anyone. She got to keep it to herself.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at him directly in the eye over Zoom and I'm telling you with all sincerity, it's great. It's no, Uh <laughs> I, I'm just I, I'm just lucky to have such a talented and awesome friend. And I think oh, it's uh, you should Thank check you. this book out. Um I am why uh, Angelina Y on Twitter. That is W.H.Y. Angelina Y on Twitter. I am also that on uh, Blue Skies. I am uh also. Are you uh, on Blue Skies uh, in, now? Yeah, I am on Blue Skies now, so is it set. good?
0: I've never used it.
1: I, you know what? I haven't been using Twitter a lot. I'm kind of just in my zone. I'm kind of <laughs> peace okay. now, but uh, but uh, it's nice so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely um less of a hellscape, and good. I am also uh, Angelina underscore S E E on Instagram, so you can follow me there.
0: Don't forget to follow our sponsor links, Please. also to follow our Patreon if you haven't done so. We have a new. It's new chapter new live streams new nonsense the chaos continues it's a good time people are liking it they're having fun um please make sure to check it out and tell everybody about it um, and it is and made yeah, possible
1: we'll- by listeners like you <laughs> thanks again for listening as always and we'll see you guys on see, you, the at the see, you, see you, on you at the, the, the theater mainland. there you go as always see you on the mainland see you at the theater all right at the theater